The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, the UEFA Champions League draw for the 2022 and 23 edition is officially complete. Therefore, the Champions League tournament is set. Of course, as we know, the group stage will begin September 6th and it will go until November. A couple of interesting facts, you know, to start off is that Eintracht Frankfurt will actually be making their debut appearance in the group stage since they won the 2021-22 UEFA Europa League. And this is actually even more interesting. The first time ever, a total of not one, not two, not three, but five German clubs will play in the UEFA Champions League group stage. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is huge. But check this out. This particular tournament, excuse me, this particular tournament for the first time since the 1995-96, God damn it, I can't even talk, the 95-96 edition in which a Turkish side failed to qualify for the group stage. But check this out. It is also the first time since the 2007-2008 edition that there will be two Scottish clubs in the group stage of the Champions League. So some very good opening facts. I actually found that to be pretty interesting. It's amazing all the interesting facts you can find on Twitter, right? And again, the excitement, the adrenaline just gets to me. I just cannot talk. Some It's just the, the fact that I am just so been more energized and more positive lately after making a big life-changing thing. Oh, boy. I, and, and for those of you that have noticed, you know, me speaking in such a positive, motivated, and an exciting tone, thank y'all so much for noticing, and thank y'all very, very much for all the support and prayers and everything. Gotta love you guys. All right. So here we go. We're going to go in and do an, an, an analysis. God damn it. I just cannot talk. God damn it. You guys got me so excited and worked up. So we'll go in and do an, an analysis of the Champions League group stage of the 2022-23 edition. All right, so let's start with Group A. Now, unfortunately, during this episode, I do regret that, and unfortunately, my good friend and my mentor, Mr. Steve Adams, couldn't be here to, uh, today with me, but it's okay. Just want to let everybody know he's doing great, and he's definitely looking to be back on the show on the show anytime soon. Um, we're, we're working on it, and once he finds a time that he's available, but believe me, folks, I will announce it, and y'all will know, and you'll be excited. All right. So, Group A. You got Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and the Rangers. Well, this, the Rangers, that Scottish club, who I believe they were the they were the runners up in last year's Europa League tournament, and the one losing to Frankfurt. So this one's particularly interesting. Now you got Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and the Rangers. Well, if, if you're the if you're the Ranger as well, that's this. This is definitely a club. This is definitely going to be a group that you're kind of really, really uh, going to be overwhelmingly uh, an outcast. And I hate to say that, 
But I don't really see it like that because I think the Rangers are certainly capable of doing something. Now, as far as them going against Liverpool, well, you never know. Imagine if they can hold Liverpool to a draw on home soil. I mean, I feel like this group is definitely interesting. Now, I definitely have Liverpool winning the group, even though Liverpool is off to a horrendous start in their uh, EPL campaign. Actually, the fact that they are they are winless after three games into this season's English Premier League, I mean, that's definitely mind-boggling. I mean, especially considering the fact that they just lost to Manchester United. And Manchester United, going to that game, they were atrocious as well. And, of course, some might claim that, you know, because Diogo Jota, Thiago, and Darwin Nunez were not there. But, again, you know, as I took responsibility in that Premier League recap episode of Match Day 3 of this year's Premier League, I did say that Liverpool would destroy Manchester United regardless of the absence of Jota, Thiago, and Darwin Nunez. But that didn't happen, and that's that. So as far as Liverpool goes, I mean, right now, based on how bad they are, especially, you know, the position of, of the midfield. I mean, the midfield is clearly a mess, and Liverpool is really showing some cracks on defense. So while Liverpool on paper is obviously the favorite... I would not rule out that Ajax could possibly take the group from Liverpool, especially considering the state that Liverpool is in at the moment. And I should have mentioned that for the first time under the management of Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool is winless after three games in Premier League play. Hmm. So that being said, now as far as Napoli goes, well, hmm. I feel like, you know, Napoli and the Rangers are definitely going to... It's definitely gonna, It could definitely be a fight between the two. Who will go to the... Who will be relegated to the Europa League or who will just go home and be out of contention, period. I don't want to rule out anything for, for the Scottish club. Now, they were the runners-up in the Europa League and, again, they are in a group where, basically, I mean, they could really just, you know, have no chance, but... I feel like this group, anything could happen. But again, I should mention specifically the fact that Liverpool is, in fact, the favorite on paper. I honestly tend to believe it because, again, because of how all, of all the issues going on right now with Liverpool, we might see something different happen. But if Liverpool's players come back healthy and the team figures out the issues regarding the defense in the midfield, Liverpool can actually pick up the group. But that remains to be seen. But right now, I think it's it's perfectly realistic to say that Liverpool and Ajax will be advancing to the knockout to the um, excuse me to the round of sixteen, the knockout stage. And I believe honestly, it's going to be between Napoli and the Rangers who will go to the, to the Europa League. I don't want to make a prediction out of that because it's too exciting. But then again, we just have to wait and see. In the words of somebody that I know very well, Mr. Darnell, the playmaker Salons, I'm going to steal his quote. Whatever happens, I will believe it when I see it. And that's how I feel between Napoli and the Rangers. But with my official favorite, I'm still going to take a I'm going to take a risk on this one. I think Liverpool does win the group, but don't be surprised if Ajax pulls out a trick of their own. So that's group A. Now we get to group B. Porto, Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen, and I hope I said that correctly, and Club Bruges. Okay, I think I, I, I think I, the way I, I see it. Some might say Atletico Madrid on paper is the favorite to win the group. Now, that's probably true. But at the same time, Porto, hmm. I don't know, really much, know what to say, really, but... Now, Porto, Porto is definitely a team that can really be a bit of a surprise. I mean, you if you underestimate them, you know, chances are they're certainly going to punch you right in the mouth and certainly make you pay for it. But I think it is realistic to go with Atletico Madrid as the favorite. You know, with Atletico Madrid right now, based on uh, the roster right now, you know, right now you, you kind of ask myself, you know, how Antoine Griezmann can do. And, you know, looking at the squad right now, you know, Koke is the, the midfielder. Koke is the captain. You got Jao Felix. And you still got you know, Antoine Griezmann, who's still on loan from Barcelona. Like, 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 looking at the players, you know, of course, um, as far as I know, you know, you know, I'm glad, and I'm glad that I actually made sure, you know, Luis Suarez is actually no longer with the club, but, so, you know, Atletico Madrid, you know, going out without Luis Suarez, but I really believe that that, that shouldn't affect Atletico Madrid too much, so, but, you know, and I, I want to take a look, actually, at Atletico Madrid's start to, um, to their La Liga campaign, they're actually currently ninth in La Liga, with 
one win and one loss. So, hmm. Interesting. Definitely not the not the hottest start. You know, they're coming off actually a 2-0 loss at home to Villarreal. So, you know, take a look at their opening game. Well, actually, I'm, I'm sorry. That was actually their opening game, their loss at Villarreal. They're... Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yes, they are actually coming off the loss at Villarreal. I kind of uh, looked at the uh, schedule a little bit funny. I mean, it's just funny how Google just has it how, how it has it set up like that. Their opening win was actually a four-one win over uh, Cadiz, and you know, seeing you know Antoine Griezmann and Alvaro Morata both you know had a goal in that one, and you know from the forty-fifth minute to the fifty-first minute, you know Atletico Madrid went on a three-goal uh, spree, so like that, so. And Atletico Madrid um, next Monday will actually be playing on the road again against Valencia. So it's 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 really interesting. They start out their La Liga campaign on the road. Hmm. I mean, how about that? Huh. Although they they did start, you know, uh, La Liga, the Atletico Madrid. They did actually have that three nothing win. Like that. So. Okay, I think, okay. No, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling you, the standings, I think, got something confusing. I mean, I, I might have just be looking at the schedule. Okay, so the, that way against Cadiz, that was actually, okay, that was actually a friendly. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, the, the Liga game on Sunday, August 21st, at loss of Villarreal. Okay, I mean, I think I might have just embarrassed myself a little bit because, you know, I swear to God, the schedule is just, the way Google has it, you know, set up right now, it's... Oh, it's causing too much confusion. But anyway, Atletico Madrid, you know, ninth in their standings. I mean, not off to the good start, but but right now, honestly, because, you know, based on how things are going for them, I'm really kind of looking at it and seeing that, you know, Porto could certainly take the take it away, you know, take it the, the first place. And, of course, uh, Club Bruges, unfortunately for them, there's probably no way... There's no way that they make, they make it, you know, any higher than fourth. They'll probably, unfortunately, finish at the... Bottom of their group, and as far as Bayer Leverkusen goes, well, I really think we might actually see something different between the, the top three clubs, you know, in this group in Group B. I really believe this, as far as between Porto, Atletico Madrid, and Bayer Leverkusen goes, I think first place could actually honestly belong to anybody because, you know, Atletico Madrid's Atletico Madrid, and, you know, right now, and, but Atletico Madrid on paper might look like the team that actually could win the group, but, uh, I, I refuse to count out Porto, but from the way I see it, in the most realistically speaking, I think Atletico Madrid and Porto are the clubs that make it to the knockout stage, while Bayer Leverkusen makes it to the Europa League, while Club, Club Rouge just finishes bottom of the group. That's kind of the way I see it, but uh, right now, my main focus on this group will be, you know, who finishes uh, who finishes uh, in the, on top, and that could very well, that it, it, it could very well be Atletico Madrid, but, uh, you know, as I said, you know, but, but might as well not count out Porto. So, so that's Group B. Now we get to Group C: Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Victoria Pleasant. A group in the a club in the Czech Republic, and I hope I did not butcher that. Although very likely I did, and I apologize for that. I mean, how interesting is this? You got Bayern Munich in the same group as Barcelona. So, Bar- so in Barcelona's case, Robert Lewandowski is going to have a date with his former club. Two of them. As a matter of fact, but this is probably going to bring back some haunting memories for Barcelona because who will ever forget when Bayern Munich completely destroyed Barcelona in the Champions League just a few years ago. And Barcelona still having these issues right now. But you know, as we know, the last you know, season, how I, I thought that Bar- you know, Bayern Munich was a legitimate favorite to win the Champions League, but we all saw how they got eliminated. You know, speaking of Barcelona, yesterday they actually played a friendly exhibition match against Manchester City. That finished in a three-to-three draw. Though Riyad Mahrez would actually score the ga- a, a, a game-tying draw. You know, in the ninth minute of stoppage time, through a penalty. So you know, we all know how that game kind of went. So yeah, I mean, seeing these these friendlies when the season already started, I'm like, huh, this is actually pretty interesting. Huh. You know, from what I understand, you know, right now, as far as um. Their start to uh, the La Liga. Barcelona's in fifth with one win and one draw. And I want to make sure this time I actually look at the schedule correctly. In La Liga play, Barcelona just beat 
Real Sociedad four to one, and Robert Lewandowski, you know, scoring in the first minute, you know, scoring really quick, and then scoring another one in the sixty sixth minute. In my case, you know, Usman Dembele scored a goal, and it was great to see that. And I'm, I'm actually curious to know, uh, you know, and Usman Dembele was actually in the starting lineup, so and I'm really hoping that Usman Dembele stays healthy. And actually puts up some very, very good results because I want to see Usman Dembele get a chance to, to uh, get a call up to the French national team again. And I was certain that Usman Dembele would be leaving Barcelona, but apparently that didn't happen. So, so Barcelona, one win and one draw. And looking at it right now, I, I, the draw was actually against Rayo Vallecano. And Sergio Busquets, you know, received a red card, you know, late in the game. Seeing the starting lineup, you know, Dembele, Lewandowski, and Rafinha, you know, in, in, the, in the front three. I mean, and then they get relegated, then they get halted to a draw. I mean, that's got to be embarrassing for Barcelona, but I don't know. But September 3rd, Barcelona will be on the road against Sevilla. So see how, we'll see how things go from there. But, but going back to this, I uh, kind of got off topic. But now, now looking at the group now, yeah, Inter Milan and like that. Now, as far as uh, Victoria Plazen goes, um, I think we all know it's very realistic. They finished bottom. They finished bottom of their group, and that's unfortunate. Now Barcelona last season, for the first time in God knows how long, Barcelona was eliminated in the group stage of the Champions League. Now, look. Now, thankfully for them, they were relegated to the Europa League, but they went on to be eliminated from the Europa League. And ironically enough, they were eliminated by Entrick Frankfurt, who went on to win the Europa League. Now, Barcelona just has not, I mean, their luck in the Champions League the last several years have just been, have just haven't been good at all. Let's put it that way. I mean, and I'm talking more than the fact that two years ago, they lost 8-2 to two to Bayern Munich. I mean, it's just been bad luck and bad luck and bad luck and bad luck. All right. You know, the fact, you know, that the way they lost Messi and everything, how that went. But, but Barcelona's really looking to kind of avenge themselves this time from in Champions League play. All right. Now, the way I see it, you know, I don't know if I want to put up any high hopes for Bayern Munich because I did that last season. I felt that they, would, they had solidified themselves as, a, as the favorites, and we saw how they, how they lost to Villarreal. So, yeah, as far as Bayern Munich goes, again, to, to steal the playmaker's quote, whatever Bayern Munich does, I will believe it when I see it. But as far as who wins the group, I kind of believe it, it is going to be Bayern Munich. Now Barcelona Inter Milan definitely there's gonna definitely gonna be a battle between those two on who uh, finishes second to go to the Champions League knockout stage or who gets relegated to the Europa League. In Barcelona's case, they certainly do not want to allow themselves to be relegated back to the Europa League in consecutive years because that would just add even more to their misery, to their embarrassment, and to all the stress of what they've been dealing with lately. But Inter Milan does not want to be relegated either, so. There's definitely be a battle between Barcelona and Inter Milan, and you know to see who wants it more, who wants a berth in the Champions League knockout stage. So I'm certainly looking forward to seeing Barcelona and Inter Milan fight it out. But you know, but Barcelona, you know, despite all the all, all the shit that they're going through right now, I mean, I'm I'm sure that they would love nothing more than to uh, show Bayern Munich that they do, they do not fear them, despite the fact that Bayern Munich in the in the past has destroyed, obliterated, and flat out embarrassed them. So the way I see it, the top goes to Bayern Munich, but as far as the second place goes and the trans and the your third place finishes goes, it's definitely going to be a battle between Barcelona and Inter Milan. But with a group with Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Barcelona, and Inter Milan, well, whatever happens, honestly, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, now we get to Group D. Hmm. Eintracht Frankfurt, Tottenham Hotspur, Sporting CP. And Olympique de Marseille. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why does Olympique de Marseille have to be put down in such a situation where they're basically in an overwhelming bit of a pickle? Olympique de Marseille, as we know, they won the Champions League all the way back in 1993 when they defeated AC Milan 1 0 in the final. As we were, as I know, the goalkeeper for Marseille was none other than Fabien Barthez. I remember Didier Deschamps was actually the captain for Olympique de Marseille at the time. Believe it or not, I was like I was six months old when Marseille won the, won the uh, Champions League. Uh, you know, 
PSG, you know, two years ago with the with the first team, the first fr French club to make it to the Champions League final since 2004 when Monaco made it, only to be only to be kind of decimated by Porto, which I believe was three to zero. So, oh boy. So now seeing this one now uh, uh, for Tottenham, hmm. Tottenham really wants to make that impact again in the Champions League. Right? Now, Tottenham, they were the runners-up in the Champions League a few years ago when they lost to Liverpool in the final. Well, never forget how they somehow got past uh, Manchester City when Raheem Sterling's goal was basically ruled ruled off because of a what was an offside the referee decided. So Tottenham really honestly wants to kind of make an impact now. Antoine Frankfurt definitely is going to have a bit of a challenge now. It's good. They will have a hard time, you know. They might actually face a bit of difficulties, you know, dealing with, de dealing with Tottenham, even though everybody loves giving a hard, a hard time uh, to Tottenham, and as well as Sporting CP. Now, Marseille. I'm really, really hoping Marseille can somehow, some way, at least finish in third place. But the way I see it, there's, you know, Sporting CP can't be underestimated. Neither can uh, Frankfurt. Okay. I mean, Frank I mean, Barcelona made that mistake in the Europa League, and we all saw how that went down. Now, Group D, I find it, it, it to be a very interesting club now. On paper, some might say that Tottenham is the favorite, but I'm not too sure about that. Okay. Perhaps on paper, Tottenham is an overwhelming favorite. Perhaps. It's hard to really kind of lay the, my finger out on it as to why. Because, of course, you know, Harry Kane, Hong Son, you know, all, all the talent, of, of course. You know, they got Antonio Conte as the, as the manager. Now, but Frankfurt, as we know, won the Europa League. Now, we have to see how things are. Now, now, either Frankfurt did lose did did lose to Real Madrid recently, okay? Well, well I'm just not really sure exactly. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, this one is just so... Uh, I'm telling you, this, this group just really caught me off guard because I, I never really thought it, it, it would have gone down like this, Okay. Now go, going back now, now Frankfurt not you know, recently about twenty days ago they did lose six to one at home to Bayern Munich okay so so that that actually might be a, a bit of cause for concern now and when anti Frankfurt they lost in the UEFA UEFA Super Cup you know to, to Real Madrid in the game which is the Champions League champions versus the Europa League champions. So it kind of seems that maybe Tottenham could actually win this group overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly after all, because you know Eintracht Frankfurt is fifteenth in the Bundesliga. Not surprisingly, Bayern Munich is three and zero on top. But you know Eintracht Frankfurt is winless after three games in the Bundesliga, and they have a negative five goal differential, scoring three times while conceding eight times. So that's something to keep. That's something to keep in mind. So I'm glad I went through that. So now my now my mind might be changed. I think now Tottenham can certainly win the group. And then second place could go to Sporting CP. So now, based on how I said it, looking at these particular facts and from these results of Antique Frankfurt, it could certainly be a battle between Sporting CP and Olympique de Marseille on who finishes third. Of course, I would love if somehow, believe it or not, I would I would actually love it if somehow, some way, some form, some fashion, Olympique de Marseille pulled off some sort of damn freaking miracle and actually finished in at least second place to actually return to the Champions League knockout stage. So I'll be honest, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest. Imagine if, if somehow, like, we see Olympique de Marseille versus Paris Saint-Germain in a Champions League knockout stage. I mean... We would love to see Le Classique be played in a very highly competitive environment rather than, than, this, than the Ligue 1, but one can only hope, right? Now, Tottenham is actually already doing well in, in, um, in Premier League play. Now, I want to take a, a quick look at Sporting CP, who's 10th in, uh, in the Premier League. Like that, you know, Porto on top, you know, undefeated. Now, sporting, sporting is one win, one draw, one loss, and conceding six goals while scoring six. So one win, one draw, one loss, you know, one loss, excuse me. Not the best start, but certainly not terrible. So, now, Olymp now Olympique de Marseille, take, uh, take a look at how they're so far doing in the league. Uh, they're actually in third place in the league. Uh, of course, not surprisingly, Paris Saint-Germain is on top. Now, Marseille is off to with two wins and one draw. 
Now, you know, speaking of League uh, I'm seriously, seriously, seriously hoping that somehow, some way, there could be some serious competition between PSG, Marseille, and Olympique Lyonnais in the Ligue 1. I want to see the top, the big clubs in France, you know, really kind of battle it out. Now, right now, it kind of seems like PSG is just really, you know, just you know, sweeping right through because PSG's goal differential is just overwhelming. I mean, PSG's already scored 17 goals. Conceding, conceded three times. Of course, the fact that they got Neymar and Mbappe and and Lionel Messi. I mean, they should be scoring goals. But then again, of course, you know, you look at PSG. Yeah, they just destroyed Lille. But then the question is, can they do that in the Champions League? Can actually so PSG destroys Lille? Can they score these these kinds of goals against Real Madrid? Can they do it against Manchester City? Can they can they do it against the top dogs in the Champions League? Well, more often than not, the answer is no. They cannot. That is why PSG in is overrated, and that's justifiably solidified. Because PSG can easily eviscerate opponents in League A, but in the Champions League, it's a completely different story. So anyway, back to Group D. Now, so right now, so you know, at first, you know, when I got through my notes, yeah, at first, I'm glad I said it could it could be anybody's group, but then I go through my notes because at first, I wanted to catch a little bit of some of you a little bit off guard, and then. Kind of really say, but now, as I bring up the facts, now my mind's going to change because the facts don't lie. So the way I see it, Tottenham does win the group, okay? Sporting CP can, is, supporting CP can certainly finish in second place, but I really believe that second place is going to be a three-way battle between Olympique de Marseille, Sporting CP, and Antique Frankfurt. Now, Olympique de Marseille, I would really, really love it if somehow they make it Again, if they can finish in second place, if they can, if they can actually manage to beat Frankfurt twice, and then actually, you know, even pick up the wins against Sporting CP. Now, as far as uh, playing Tottenham in in London, that's definitely not gonna, that's definitely not gonna. There's probably that's probably unlikely they're they're gonna win. But if somehow if Marseille can somehow pull off an upset and beat Tottenham at home, or even manage to hold hold them to a draw, the bottom line is if Marseille can play some sublime soccer. Olympique de Marseille can actually somehow possibly go to the Europa League, but even better, they can somehow, some way, pull off a massive miracle and actually go to the Champions League knockout stage. And personally, I'm hoping it really does happen. Not only from a journalistic standpoint, but also from a personal huge fan of soccer, because I want to see Marseille actually make an impact. Believe it or not. So the way I see it, I see Tottenham finishing first. That, that's for sure, but as far as second place and third place, there's definitely going to be some battles, but it's going to be on who, whoever out of those three wants it so bad. If they want it so bad, they have to prove it the only way they can, and that would be on the pitch, and it's about the results. So the results will prove who is the most motivated, who is perfectly capable of getting the job done. So that's Group D, and again, I have Tottenham winning that group. Group E, well, well, well. AC Milan, Chelsea, Red Bull Salzburg, Dynamo Zagreb. Hmm. Well, 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 well. Hmm. <laughs> Chelsea is in a bit of a dire situation right now. They do not have, they no longer have Timo Werner. Ro- Romelu Lukaku has been loaned back to Inter Milan. There's issues right now involving Christian Pulisic. Chelsea just lost three the to zero to Leeds, and of course there was that controversial game at home at Stamford Bridge against Tottenham. Chelsea's just having some major, major issues right now. I mean, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, the fact that the drama going on, the players, you know, maybe like that. I mean, the bottom line is there's some problems with with Chelsea, and who knows if these issues are going to be resol- resolved anytime soon. But God damn it, they better be resolved sometime soon because Chelsea cannot go into the Champions League with all these distractions. Because believe me, these distractions, they will bite Chelsea right in the ass. Not only that, but it's going to punch them right in the freaking mouth. And Chelsea's going to be so overwhelmed that the results that they see will not only be in their favor, but it's going to be frustrating and possibly embarrassing. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to lead to Chelsea not finishing in the top two. There's no way Chelsea does not finish. It does not finish in the top two. 
I, I'm, already, I'm already gonna take the shortcut. I have Milan and Chelsea finishing in the top two. Now, whoever finishes in first, that's the discussion right there. Now, as far as uh, finishing in third place goes, I don't know. Too, I don't really know much or anything at all about Red Bull Salzburg as well as Dynamo Zagreb. So, out of those two, w w uh, as far as uh, out of those two goes, whoever finishes in third, whoever's you know. May the, may the best team win because it's definitely going to be a battle between those two on who finishes third. Because we all know from a realistic standpoint, AC Milan and Chelsea, there's no way those two can finish not finish in the top two. So out of those two, the, the question is who finishes in first? Oh boy. Now some people say on paper it's Chelsea. Some say on paper it's Milan. I think... Either of those two can do it. Now, Milan, the whole situation right now with AC Milan and, and Zlatan, I mean, Zlatan is still, you know, dealing with that injury. And, you know, who knows if whenever he's, he's going to come back now. AC Milan right now is in fifth place in um, in the Serie A. And they got one win and one draw. They're actually tied with Juventus. You know, right now, Serie A has three undefeated teams, and that would be Napoli, Inter Milan, and AS Roma. Now, Napoli's off to a good start in, in the uh, Italian league, and I, you know, I probably should have mentioned this earlier because, you know, from that, but... So, so as far as that goes, you know, Napoli um, off to the, the good start. Now, AC Milan, uh, taking a look at the first groups, now, AC Milan started off with a 4-2 win against Udinese in the Serie A play. You know, Hernandez... You know, had a you know good penalty, and you got Anton Rebic who scored twice, and and I don't and you know Mike Manian, the goalkeeper, you know French goalkeeper, who some you know sometimes I kind of see him as the as Hugo Lloris's successor. And I'm seeing an AC Milan now. Olivier Giroud was not in the starting lineup in the first game. As a matter of fact, okay, he was he was on the bench, and he did he did come he did come in the game. Now. AC Milan does have some talent. Some talent that everybody's probably not not really aware of. Now, Zlatan probably won't... I, I, who knows when he's going to be back. I mean, he if he's going to maybe be back for the season, you know, based on the injury with the Achilles injury. Now, AC Milan, their 1-1 tie against Atalanta. It's definitely a little bit frustrating for them. And, you know, Olivier Giroud, again, was not in the lineup, although he did end up coming in the game. So... So we'll see how things go from there. Now, from AC Milan and Chelsea, now they're definitely not off to the best start in their respective groups, but I, I think it's perfectly kind of safe to say that Chelsea is probably in the bigger situation. But I, but, but again, you know, Chelsea has all this overwhelming drama and this kind of bullshit that they got to deal with. That you know, these these potential distractions. But but hopefully Chelsea gets it together, and we, we need to see Milan too. So so the exciting part is to see the competition between AC Milan and Chelsea. That that's definitely going to be pretty interesting. Now, honestly, I think you no. Know, as far as winning the group goes, if we're talking about something on paper, the the most realistic pick would be Chelsea, because you know Chelsea is Chelsea, but AC Milan can't be underestimated either. So, so right now, honestly, this group this group again, the top two is is going to be between Milan and Chelsea. It's just unclear who's who's perfectly capable of winning the group and who's going to finish. Excuse me, in second. So, again, you know, whatever happens, I'll believe it when I see it. But I just think it's realistically safe to say that the third-place finish is certainly going to be a battle between Red Bull Salzburg and Dynamo Zagreb. So that's all i got to say about that group. So that you know, Group B, uh, just a lot of, lot of unanswered questions, a lot of what-ifs, a lot of things that we just don't know what's going on if, you know, like, we don't know, you know if, it, if it's going to impact Chelsea or not. So, so that's why really all i got to say is whatever happens, I'll believe it when I see it. Alright. Group F. Real Madrid. RP Leipzig. Shakhtar Donetsk. And Celtic. The other Scottish group. Alright. Well, first things first. Okay, I think we I think it's safe to say Real Madrid is the overwhelming favorite to top the group. The defending 14-time champions. It's RP Leipzig. And against the Ukrainian club that I think they've dealt with for the past two seasons in the group stage. <laughs> and, and then Celtic. Now, uh, I kind of feel like it's the same situation now. RP Leipzig obviously is going to finish in second, you know, with, you know, with you know, them getting Timo Werner back. It's definitely, uh, 
exciting for them and you know Real Madrid self are gonna have to do their, do their homework on RP Leipzig because you know RP Leipzig they may be in 11th place in the Bundesliga but you know you never know what just you know, what's gonna happen I mean RP Leipzig you know oh and two and one you know winless in their in, in their in their in their uh, first couple of games and they're actually coming off a two to one loss to Union Berlin you know kind of looking at the, li- at the lineup you know Christoph and Cuckoo and Timo Werner, you know, they got the young French guy and the young German guy in the front too, and kind of didn't do too good on on their part. But you know, Timo Werner, you know, if, if I remember correctly, his first game back with RP Leipzig, things actually ended up being good. Now, trying trying to see exactly how this went, like, yeah, Timo Werner in the two to two draw against uh, Cologne. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. If 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 I uh, botched it, if I uh, butchered it again, I apologize. Now it was good to see in that two to two draw. You know, Timo Werner and Christopher Nkuku scoring. You know, the goals respectively. Although you know, RP RP Leipzig did actually uh, go down one man. You know, in the in the uh, in the first half. You know, when uh, from a straight red card. But the fact that. In the 72nd minute, how they conceded an own goal that kind of made the draw. I mean, that that was actually the pretty embarrassing part for RP Leipzig. So, yeah. You know, seeing like they, you know, I think they opened their season against VFP Stuttgart. Seeing like, like that, and that ended up in a 1-1 draw. So, so obviously, RP Leipzig not off to a good start. You know, winless in their first three games in Bundesliga. But I still really believe that RP Leipzig is definitely going to finish the second place. But I have Real Madrid, you know, being on top. And right now with Real Madrid, you know, so far, you know, I'm, I'm, a, little bit, I'm a little bit worried. You know, so far, Eduardo Camavinga and the and Orien and Chouameni, I mean, things are going okay. But I think, you know, what we said, you know, what we heard, you know, not long ago from uh, manager Carlo Ancelotti, you know, like that. And, you know, and I, and I did notice that Eduardo Camavinga was actually, start, was actually starting a little bit more. You know, seeing like that, I want to take a look at some of the uh, games. You know, Real Madrid is in second place in La Liga, but that, that's you know, that's a tie with Villarreal. You know, Real Madrid has, has scored six goals while conceding twice, and Villarreal is two and zero, and they've scored five goals and they've yet to concede a goal. So, so seeing basically, you know, the opening game against La Liga against Almeria, Almeria. I mean, you know, much much to my surprise, you know, the midfield, you know, Tony Cruz, Aurelian Chouameni, and Eduardo Camavinga, you know, all starting in the midfield, you know, that actually made me really happy, you know, and, you know, in the front three, you had Benzema in the center with Vinicius Jr. and Federico Valverde on the sides, so, like that, and then, you know, seeing that in the four, in the four one, um, the four one win, you know, on, uh, just a few days ago, you know, seeing, you know, Luka Modric, I mean, the fact that he's still just playing at such an elite level is just absolutely amazing. You know, you, and, you know, Kamavinga and Chouameni both started again, and this time in the middle, this time Kamavinga was on the left, while Chouameni was the center midfielder with Luka Modric on the right, like that. So, so it was really good to see, you know, I, I'm really happy to see both Kamavinga and Chouameni, you know, starting alongside each other. But so far, I think there might be a bit of a slow start, but they'll be fine. You know, the two youngsters, you know, I mean, Kamavinga, you know, did, you know, we all remember, you know, how his magical presence in the Champions League, you know, knockout stage, how noticeably each time he entered the game, Real Madrid pulled off some sort of magic. So, so I think it's going to be okay. There's, there's no, there's no point of, you know, putting Kamavinga back on the bench. You know, he's, he's starting more. So, you know, of course, now that he's a starter, he knows that there's more and more pressure on him and there's more expectations. So he's trying to get through that. Even though some might say when he come in as a substitute in these knockout games, it's a bigger situation as well. But but now that you know Kamavinga is starting, I mean it's it's definitely the, the challenge is bigger. But but I think he's gonna get the hang of it, and I think Kamavinga is gonna be okay. I think Real Madrid is gonna be fine. Real Madrid is just overwhelmingly loaded with talent. I mean they did recently, you know, Casemiro, the defensive midfielder, departed the club for Manchester United. Now, some some might say that actually might be a bit of an opening, you know, more for like for Kamavinga and Chouameni, but we'll see. Um, we'll kind of see what what Carlo Ancelotti does moving forward. But seriously, I mean, Kamavinga and Chouameni gotta they they better get it up get it together soon because you know when the Champions League starts, I mean, they're gonna need the most out of those guys. And if if those guys Kamavinga and Chouameni are to truly solidify themselves as the future of the French national team, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna have to I mean, they're gonna have to do it pretty soon. So. So I got Real Madrid winning the group. 
RP Leipzig finishing in second. In third place, uh, again, one of those battles between the third and fourth club against Shakhtar Donetsk and, and Celtic, so... Oh, boy. I don't really know what to say about that, but... Uh, in that particular situation, again, whatever happens, I'll believe it when I see it. So, moving on. Group G. Manchester City, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, and Copenhagen. You know, we spoke about a reunion earlier, and now we get to see another one. Manchester City and Borussia Dortmund. Erling Holland playing against his former club in the Champions League knockout stage. Man. Another one really uh, interesting right here. Okay, we all know Manchester City. There's no way they don't win this, win this group. Borussia Dortmund and Sevilla. It's definitely going to be a battle between those two for who finishes second and who finishes third. As far as Copenhagen goes, I mean, just like Club Bruges, I mean, Copenhagen's just there, but it's very likely not going to be, uh, not, not unlikely that, you know, they really go anywhere, unfortunately, for Copenhagen. The pride is they were part of the Champions League, and that's that, but honestly, that's just how I kind of see it right now. But Manchester City is definitely winning the group. There's no way they can lose this group. But again, I'm kind of, I'm kind of basically, I'm kind of basically firm on the fact that second, second place and third place, uh, like the, the second place will be battled out between Sevilla and Borussia Dortmund. So, I mean, so one one club goes to the, go takes the second place to go to the Champions League knockout stage, while the other club is relegated to the Europa League. So that's the way I see it now. I think honestly, uh, the way I see it, you know, I I, I don't know who's really capable out of those two out of making it like that it's just another one of those situations where i'll believe it when i see it but the exciting part is i mean the fact that we're not unsure who who out of between sevilla and borussia Dortmund is, is gonna finish in second or in third i mean that's the exciting part but basically we just kind of we just have to sit back and see how things go and, and quite honestly that doesn't bother me at all so sevilla is capable of doing it borussia Dortmund's capable of, of doing it but again you know really the best logical thing right now is, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. That's uh, it's kind of the way to go with right now. But uh, but Manchester City w wins it in an overwhelming fashion. As a matter of fact, I probably don't see Manchester City losing any of these games. I'd, I'd be surprised if they did. There might be a draw, you know, if like you know, if Manchester City's in a situation where they already have the they already have first place like secured, and and then Pep Guardiola decides to rest the starters and. Put in, put in the backups and the reserves in that game. So that might end up in a draw or maybe a loss. But, uh, but right now, yeah. Man Manchester City not winning this group. There's no way that... There's just really no way that doesn't happen. So, But again, I'm firm on uh, the competition between Sevilla and Borussia Dortmund on uh, who finishes second, who finishes third. Quite honestly, I, I can't wait to see that. And again, we'll have to wait and see. And whatever happens, I'll believe it when I see it. Now we get to the final group. Group H. Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi, Maccabi Haifa. A club in Israel. All right. Well, Paris Saint-Germain. Hmm. Of course, Paris Saint-Germain against Maccabi Haifa, it should really, honestly, be absolutely no problem whatsoever, right? But, you know, now I want to see Paris Saint-Germain, you know, see how they can do against a big club like Juventus. Now, Juventus hasn't been the most convincing club as well. You know, you know we'll never forget how they were eliminated in the Champions League last year. But, you know, Paris Saint-Germain, honestly, I think that... I think they can certainly win this group, but I am not just going to hand them... I'm, just, I'm not just going to hand them the group because Paris Saint-Germain they might be a bit similar to Manchester City a club with all the money they buy the players and they can't win the Champions League but right now Manchester City is actually putting up the performances Manchester City can actually do well against the big clubs Paris Saint-Germain is the club I mean here's the difference right now between Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain Manchester City can play well against Chelsea they can play well against Liverpool they can play well against the top dogs Paris Saint-Germain does that sometimes but not all the time Okay, Paris Saint-Germain is the club that easily eviscerates the small, the smaller clubs, but against the big clubs, we see a different, a completely different team. All right, so that's why PSG. I'm not just gonna hand them, hand them the group. They can win the group, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rule out Juventus. Hell, I, I, I don't even know if I can even rule out Benfica. 
So basically, what I'm saying is there could certainly be a three-way a three-way fight between who wins the group. Paris Saint-Germain is going to be challenged, and they better get their shit together because how they lost last year in the round of 16 to Real Madrid, that right there goes just how how badly overrated the club is and how the fact that they are arrogant and they just can't get anything done. And again, to prove the fact that they, they get the job done easily against the small clubs, but against the heavyweight clubs, they get their ass kicked in, in an embarrassing fashion. So PSG better get their shit together. So right now, the way I see it, honestly, PSG is, 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 might, could win the group, but I think Juventus is perfectly capable of just grabbing it away from them. So PSG, if they want to win the group, they're going to have to actually go out there and do something about it. Benfica, the, the same thing. Now, real, the most realistic way, I mean, Benfica finish, going to the, the, the Europa League is certainly probably could happen, but honestly, right now, the most realistically way I see it is that PSG and Juventus are very likely to finish in the top two, but I'm not giving PSG the satisfaction of the fact that I'm, I'm picking them as overwhelming favorites to win the group. As a matter of fact, I don't even acknowledge or even recognize PSG as a true legitimate favorite to win the freaking Champions League. I do not. And if you understand the way how PSG has failed in the past based on how they play, they e again, they easily eviscerate the small clubs against the big clubs. It's a completely different story. Therefore, I refuse to acknowledge them as favorites to, favorites to win the Champions League. If they, want to, if they think they're the favorites, they have to prove it. And I'm not just talking about winning the group. I'm talking about actually about making a deep run and actually doing well in the freaking tournament. Being focused, getting rid of the arrogance, respecting their opponents, being on the same page, utilizing teamwork, and put up the best results. And I am talking about good, convincing results. Not a lucky one nothing win. I'm talking about a good, strong win with multiple goals in spectacular fashion. So that remains to be seen. So right now, PSG and Juventus definitely going to finish in the top two, but I can't rule out Benfica. It's just going to be a group H. It's going to be a very interesting one. And honestly, we'll see how things go. And if PSG screws up, well, I'll be honest, if PSG embarrasses themselves, I'll be really excited to come right back here and tear the team apart. And that's all I got to say about that. So anyway, pretty good. The, the, the draw actually uh, took place earlier today. I actually did not watch it. It took place in Istanbul, Turkey. And as a matter of fact, my dad's actually there right now. So I... Uh, Wonder, wonder if he actually watched it on TV. He hasn't actually spoken to me about it yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was definitely uh, advertised. And there was like a lot, a lot of things, you know, telling you know people, you know, tune into the champions to the Champions League draw. How kind of sound like that? So, so according to this, the matches will start uh, again. You know, September sixth through the seventh, and the thirteenth and the fourteenth. So, so basically, yeah, next month, September sixth. <laughs> Not that long, not not that far from here. September sixth, you know, is when it starts, and really, I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait, and I want to take a look at some of these uh, Champions League games that will be starting soon, shall we? Oh, these are the look at these playoff results. Well, I guess they, I guess they haven't really put up the, I guess they haven't really kind of put up the schedule yet on Google. Well, unless I can put group stage, but I, uh, yeah, I can't. Well. Anyway, all right. Well, at least we know. At least we know where, where it starts. So, so the match, the the first matches will be starting to play on September sixth and the seventh, and then it'll start again in a week and like that. So that's usually how it goes. And yeah, until November, and then you know, and, and then soon the knockout stage will begin, and uh, it's going to be glorious. And that is all I got to say. But before I let everybody go, I'd like to give you the message from my sponsors and to remind you that Into the Net FC is proudly partnered with Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, and so much more, including Major League Soccer as well as European Soccer. So if you're looking to shop at Fanatics, just use Into the Net FC's link in the description. You can start shopping to get your merch as well as take advantage of the best deals in the world. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEShop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to shop at WWEShop.com and get your pro wrestling merch, just use Into the Net FC's link in the description and start shopping now.
And Into the NFC is also proudly partnered with Fans Idea, designing their own team jerseys for as low as $24.99. Custom jerseys made in a matter of seconds with customizable templates. Designed the perfect high quality, no skills are needed. It's fast, it's easy, and you can start now. And if you are ready to start now, just find the link in the description and create your own art again for as low as $24.99. And finally, Into the Net FC is pr proudly partnered with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus allows you to stream the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Europa Conference League. Plans start at $4.99 per month, and you can cancel at any time. Subscribe now, and you can even get a free trial. So if you're looking to sign up, just find the link in the description, set up your account, and you can prepare to start watching the Champions League effective next month. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including the excuse me, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. Good night, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.